Hello, everyone. I'm here sitting with Rebecca Zlotowski, who is the director of Planetarium, which is screening at the Melbourne uh, French Film Festival later this month. Um, Rebecca, hello. Hello. So Planetarium is your third film, and mm. uh, you've been working with quite renowned actors your entire career. How does it feel working with such high-profile actors? I'm super grateful. <laughs> Because I, uh, I need those. I need uh, them to be super good actors mm. because I was not very confident into, my, into my, my directing actors. And sometimes it makes you afraid. I mean, you're afraid of the actors, you know, <laughs> because they can ruin your film. They can, I mean, like, you can have a super pretty cinematographer, the best script ever. You mm. can be, like, and uh, having the perfect frame and, this, you know, production designer. But if you don't have the actors with you, uh, you don't have any film. I mean, like, not mine. So... Uh, It was definitely very important to me to address to amazing actors. Not only it's not about being famous or being even if there's something super exciting to me mm. as a I'm a spectator as well and I'm I'm excited by the famous actors and actresses. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's a thrill. It's a supplementary thrill, you know, to be able to work with people that inspired you so much. Yeah. So those. It's connected. Everything is connected. And do you find your approach to directing actors is because coming from a sort of script writing background, do you find it's a different approach to perhaps other directors might have? Yeah, too talkative. <laughs> I'm like you know giving words and words and words, and yeah. sometimes I'm like, okay, I understood. You know, like Natalie Portman would say, like, got it. <laughs> it's the way to say, like, shut up. Yeah. And uh, probably uh, I would say that it's the uh, you know my films are really like not. Uh, scriptwriter's films mm. you know I've never been told that oh what an amazing script you wrote for your film because it's probably uh, I do films that are probably uh, more climb, you know atmospheric mm -hmm. uh, poetic in a way yeah. and uh, when I write scripts for others I'm much more like rigoureuse mm -hmm. and orthodox about like what the characters are supposed to endure and, right. and leave and, uh, and uh, the conflicts they must have and etc when I do films I feel that I'm super free to right. write something much more uh, metaphorical and met so so it, it would be an, in a way very lexical you know usually a film is always based for me uh, on a metaphor mm -hmm. like in Grand Central it would be love is toxic it's a very simple one I know and so let's make love in a nuclear plant mm -hmm. I mean not make love I mean like have <laughs> love uh, very you know because it's not a porn film in nuclear no. plant but so it uh, and, and planetarium would be what it is to uh, What is it to be extra lucid and uh, being brought it into a pre-war uh, Paris mm. in the late 30s and being blind to what would happen? So, you know, yeah. it's a very, very lexical paradox. Yeah. And I must admit that uh, maybe my writing skills drive me to, be, to have this kind of imagination. Mm -hmm. With the actors, it's different, but it's uh, the fact that I know how to express myself yeah. in French, not in English, uh, helps me a lot to talk with the actors and with the, the crew. Yeah. And sometimes you have amazing directors, but they're very pretty autistic, and they cannot know how to, you know, talk or not right. write. And uh, this is a problem I do not have. Yeah, this um, film was also—it's your first film. It's your third film, but it's your first film not set in the present day. And has that changed your approach at all in the way you? Actually, not a lot. No. Because uh, I feel that Bellepin and Grand Central, my first two films, the approach of the costume design, the approach mm. of the of the of the setup, the approach of the of the characters are the same to me. I'm so uh, monomaniac and uh, obsessed with the the artistic direction of the films mm -hmm. that I pick up uh, things and I, I make other things disappear. The same way when I am talking about a prison day mm -hmm. and when I'm making a period movie. For instance, Bellepin. 
you cannot say if it's in the 90s, if it's in the in the present days, yeah. if it's in the 70s. There's something like def- uh, deliberately blurred, mm-hmm. you know. And I really liked that. And the fact that I never, never filmed the cell phone, for instance, it's a problem mm-hmm. probably. But there's some definitely something about uh, being very precise with the artistic direction. So to me, approaching the parent movie was just more fun, you know, because <laughs> we had fun with my costume designer, yeah. Anaïs Roman, and with my production designer, Katia Vishkov. We had fun with the, the, the era of the modern 30s and how to modernize it and yes. how to make it feel contemporary, how to talk about the contemporary times with the tool of the ancient times. So it was just more, more fun. Yeah, well, I, it's interesting you say that because it definitely feels... It's a period film that doesn't feel like it's an, you know, a period film. It definitely feels vibrant and... and living you know it, cool thank you <laughs> and, like and it, it feels dead and like in the past well no it doesn't feel dead it, it feels no, like people we, are we talking tried. to the dead yeah we um, tried because that's that's kind of one of the themes that I noticed was it's kind of this film that's between two worlds there's sort of the, the world of the living and the world of the dead and mm-hmm. you know you've got these American sisters who are in Paris kind of again out Outside of their world, and the uh, the film producer, who's a you know a, a Jewish film producer, who's just before the war being drawn out of his own world, and it, the film's atmosphere as well feels like that very other world, I guess. Yeah. And it's something that deal with with your other two films as well. That it's as you say a mood. You're creating a an interesting mood. Yes, I, actually, it's a good uh, it's a good way to approach uh, those films. Yes, mm. it would not be like a, if you are asking for a very precise storytelling and being like and having payoff and mm. uh, you know, it's not the kind. It, it would not be the, 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 those films to see. If you want to be, if you want to approach film in a very like uh, uh, sensis, uh, sensorial and plastic mm. way, and I am like uh, as an as a spectator, I love uh, David Lynch's film, mm. I love Claire Denis' films, I love uh, P.T. Anderson's films, and you can have like a subject, mm. a thema, and then uh, an experiment, uh, you know, like a, a sensitive experience. Yeah. And it's exactly what I'm looking for in the cinema. Not always. Sometimes I like to have like TV show and stuff. But when I, I go to the to a movie, to the cinema, it's mm. really like those kind of experience that I'm looking for. Yeah, it definitely carries across when when you're watching it because it's almost as if you plunge us in and then and then take us out without giving some sort of solid, definite statement, which is quite interesting. And it's interesting that you mentioned directors like Lynch and Denis as well. Um, are there any other kind of inspirations of, of people who a lot who, yeah like with this film there's definitely uh, I would I would lie if I would say that I've not been super inspired by like uh, and it's very immodest but by, by uh, Fellini's and Bob mm. Foss film right. like all that jazz and yeah. uh, eight and a half are definitely those kind of films where you can step back into the deep uh, fantasies mm-hmm. of someone and you know just um, you know walk into uh, a sick mind of someone <laughs> and I really love that because yes. you can you can like in eight and a half uh, uh, you see Marcello Mastriani's dream where he can mm. find his father again and he's like just talking to him very randomly casually and I've always been very very moved by this uh, sequence and so in, in Planetarium there's a, a, like a dream scene but yeah. an experimental scene where he where the producer experiments connection with his own ghost yeah. and the one who's talking Yiddish in the sequence is my own father, your father. <laughs> and so I was like and I didn't know first you know how like yeah. I should do a therapy because I was like I'm just looking for someone who speaks Yiddish uh, for like cheap you know yeah. and it was my father so 
you know, I'm definitely connected to this. I know what cinema brings to me. Mm. I know why I need cinema. And yeah. I think it's for those kind of experiences. Oh, it's interesting you mentioned films like Eight and a Half and all that jazz because they're very much kind of extensions of the directors themselves. How much of Planetarium was you, Rebecca? Like uh, too much. <laughs> I feel that um, a lot. I can I can identify with all the characters actually. Mm. Uh, of course, with Corben, this uh, Jewish producer who really wants to capture it, the mm. invisible, and he's super megalomaniac, and it's literally like a director, <laughs> you know. And uh, in Natalie Portman because she's so stiff, so in control in the beginning, and she has to try and to learn how to abandon herself through the cinema. Mm -hmm. So I totally connect to that. And with Lily Rose Depp, uh, Kate in the film, she's such, she's so innocent. And in a way, I can totally connect to the innocence and the desire to connect mm. with ghosts and to the dead people that uh, surround us. So I'm absolutely in every character. And uh, desire as well seems to be a, th a theme that runs through all of your films. And I'm French. And <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Well, desire and, and loneliness, I guess it's a very French, but, but also just a general kind of... I, I feel like many of the films I personally connect to are films that are specifically about loneliness and kind of the way that drives us as people, and definitely captured that in, in all of your films. And it's, it's, yeah, it's I don't know if I have to say thank you or I'm sorry. <laughs> well, maybe for both. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'm sorry. What's, what's next? What's next for you? You know what? I'm doing something that my friends don't believe because I don't believe two things in my life. First, that I can ski. I right. can ski very well, <laughs> like quite well. And the second thing is that I'm going to write a comedy, <laughs> oh. which is like uh, very surprising because I feel that... And it's also like in a political way. I've been so involved in the responsibility of making films and mm -hmm. what, we have to, what we had to tell and what was worth telling and uh, being a story in, like in 2000, 2017. And now I feel that the most maybe political uh, stake would be to make people laugh. Yes. And, uh, and, to make, uh, and to create some hope. And I strongly need that in my personal life. And uh, even if here it's so peaceful, uh, but in Europe it's not peaceful yeah. at all. And it's really like a dark moment. So the next step will be uh, like a screwball comedy. Excellent. Yeah, That's, why not? I'm, I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Rebecca. Thank you very um, this much. This has been wonderful. Uh, Rebecca Zlotowski, you can uh, see Planetarium at the French Film Festival in Melbourne. And I strongly recommend you do, because it's a very good film. Thank um, you. Thank you very much, Rebecca. Thank you very much.